What's up, everybody? It's Alex Leak and Friends NFL Podcast back for another week. This is, I'm your host, Alex Leak. This is the 2019 Divisional Round episode, the Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we got Brett on the show. What's up, Brett? Thanks for coming back on. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, good. To, we always have good football conversation whenever you come on the show, so I like it when you're on. Yeah, I try. <laughs> Man, hell of a game. Titans, Ravens, uh, Saturday night, great football. This is like my prediction of the year, picking the Titans to win this game. Um, and Derrick Henry was just a monster. But uh, let's set this thing up. First of all, what were your impressions? Like a shocker by the Titans to go into M&T Bank Stadium and take out a team that's on a 12-game winning streak, the MVP quarterback, and to really dominate the game. That was uh, crazy television on Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd have to say. Um, you know, nobody was expecting the Titans to even be there, but they went into Gillette the week before and took out the Patriots. And, yep. Um, so you kind of had to think that there was some hope there, but um, I wasn't expecting it to be a, you know, a 12-point um showing from the Ravens, that's for sure. Yeah, I think this Titans defense is a little underrated. Like, they're solid, they just don't get talked about at all. And uh, Dean Pease is a hell of a defensive coordinator going back to his days in New England. Yeah, they're, uh, this Titans defense has stepped up and has come together at the right time. I mean, I know you would expect uh, a team, not a 9-7 and seven team to really be fully there on either side of the ball but you know if you get hot at the right time that's all that matters and and that's exactly what they've done not just defensively but um, establishing the run game with Henry as well yeah Henry's such a monster and like we're all kind of I think surprised by how impressive Derrick Henry's been this year but I mean those that watch college football too he was doing some of the similar stuff back at Bama we just haven't seen it to this level in the NFL, uh, but he's always been a monster, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, um, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of athletes or a lot of players that that's kind of the same or the norm, mm-hmm. where you know they're really good in college or they're super explosive. You know, their first or second year in the league, and you're expecting to see a lot of them, and sometimes you know they just. They don't get their chance or, you know, they had it and, and something may have, have gone wrong. But, uh, you know, we had expected Derrick Henry and, and a lot of other Alabama running backs to be at the top of their game here in the in the NFL. And it seems like he's broken out here as of late. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone's going to talk about Derrick Henry, you know, leading the NFL and rushing this last year and uh, being the major reason why the Titans are so good. But Ryan Tannehill comes into this game 8-3 and three as a starting quarterback since replacing Marcus Mariota in Week 7. Uh, how much of a factor do you think Ryan Tannehill's play is in, in, in where the Titans are right now? Is he a big factor, or, or what do you think? Are you... yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think he has to be somewhat of a factor, because he you know, he's out there, he's being their field general, he has to you know, lead the offense, and uh, although they're not running it through him like mm-hmm. the Ravens do with Jackson or, or mo- a lot of teams, you know, run their offense uh, through their quarterbacks, um, I don't think that he's as big of a factor, but I think him controlling the game and, and you know, not turning the ball over is a big part of, of the key for the Titans. Yeah, and I think he just fits that offensive identity better than Marcus Mariota. And uh, I think Mariota would work better, like, in a spread-out offense. And uh, yeah. Tannehill works really well under the power, uh, play-action type offense, safe throws, good stuff like that. 
Um, so, all right. Um, Derrick Henry, like I mentioned, leads the league in rushing going into this game. But they're going up against a Ravens team that's on a 12-game winning streak, 14-2, and and led the NFL in team rushing yards. And we all know about how dynamic of a weapon Lamar Jackson is. Um, what did you, I mean, your prediction, You did you pick the Ravens to win this? I mean, you had to be thinking Lamar was going to go off and show out on the big stage. Um, I, you know, I, after what Tennessee did, you know, to the Patriots, I, it kind of made me become a little more in between as far as what was going to happen. Okay. Um, but I did still, you know, I did favor the Ravens because, you know, they, like you said, they, they were on a 12, 12 game win streak. Um, you know, they had the top seed home field advantage. It was, you know, they were hot too coming into it. Um, but I just, I didn't expect, you know, and, and Jackson balled out. He had 365 passing yards, he had 143 rushing yards, um, you know, only one touchdown with, compared to Tannehill's, uh, was it like 88 passing yards and 13 rush yards. He had three touchdowns mm-hmm. total. Um, but the big difference was, you know, something that, like you just said, pointed on, you know, ball control, security, and, and leading your team on the field. And that's what Tannehill did because he didn't ha- he didn't turn the ball over at all. And Jackson had three key turnovers, uh, which is big, probably the biggest reason, you know, as to why Baltimore ended up ultimately going down. Yeah, and that's why I was a little skeptic of picking the Ravens in this game because last year in the playoffs, I did pick the Ravens, and they screwed me over. Uh, last year I had a horrible playoff picking record because I I picked the Ravens to beat the Chargers in the playoffs, you know, and I, I I felt like they could get it done. And Lamar Jackson kind of turned the ball over a little too much, didn't play his best game against the Chargers, and I didn't know that it was going to happen today, but I had a feeling that it could. And so with certain players, they don't play quite as up to their potential, up to their max level when the pressure's on, when the lights are the brightest. So I was, that's why I picked the Titans. I was riding with Derrick Henry. Plus, everyone knows I'm a big run-first guy, so I'm going to take the running back. But Lamar Jackson's a hell of an athlete, but it starts, it's the little things in this game. And on top of all the player performances, I, I believe that Mike Vrabel, the Titans head coach, thoroughly outcoached the Ravens' John Harbaugh. Would you agree with that? I do. Um, you know, they, they had all the schemes set and they had everything that they needed to win this game. Yeah. Maybe with, you know, a couple other things to happen, which, which fortunately did, but they were prepared. His team was more prepared. Um, the, you know, the Ravens had clinched, uh, home field, uh, like a week or two before the end of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they clinched the division well before that. And... You know they didn't have a, their top guys, their 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 starters. You know their their top two guys weren't playing as much in the last you know a month before this game. And how I, how many times have we seen that backfire? I mean that used to get Peyton Manning's Colts all the time. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing when you you know you're you have that happening all season long. You're playing up to your prime. You're playing you know at your core level of a team and whatnot, and then you, you know, you clinch, and it's okay to rest these guys, which I understand the concept there, because one big, you know, injury can ruin your whole season, mm-hmm. um, or at least damper it for sure, uh, but at the same time, you know, yeah, like you just said, the Colts suffered from that back in the 2000s, and they just, it's something that you have to kind of moderate, and not like, Literally, but there's a fine it, line there, yeah. Right, and it ended up, you know, costing them. You know, we see the the Ravens were putting points all over the board, running all over teams. Teams didn't know how to stop them. They have a lot of weapons, but when you, you know, another thing that hurts is the fact that the Titans were fighting for a playoff spot the entire season. They there was no mindset of okay, we're in. All right, let's take a little breather here. Like they were in the same zone week in and week out and that carried into the playoffs which is why they've now beaten the Patriots and the Ravens absolutely 
So let's dive into this game. Um, opening drive of the game for Baltimore. They're moving down the field, looking good. Uh, Lamar Jackson passed to tight end Mark Andrews, goes off his hands, and is intercepted by Titan safety Kevin Byard. Hashtag just a fan. Um, a little bit of a high throw by Lamar. Um, Mark Andrews was open on the play, and it gets picked off. I mean, a little bit on Lamar, but this is I chalk this up to like shit just happens. Do you agree? Great play by Kevin Byard, though. Yeah, um, you know, every game, every sport is going to have, you know, you have some things in it that are just, you have to chalk up to it wasn't you played worse that player possession. It wasn't that your opponent played better. It was just, I mean, that ball's got to be caught, though. Yeah, it does hit um, him in the hands. You know, you're, you're in the NFL, you're getting paid millions of dollars, and you're in the playoffs. So, I you know, I get it. If there's justifications for certain uh, you know, for certain situations, but you just marched all the way down the field. You want to get and, points. Yeah, you can't leave points on the on the you know on the field like that because then you get beat twenty eight to twelve at home as the one seed. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's was a little high, like you said, um, but still, you know, that ball's got to be caught. Yeah, I would agree with that. Then uh, Ryan Tannehill, Titans get the ball, and they finish their drive. A 12-yard touchdown pass to tight end Jonu Smith, who makes an incredible one-handed catch in the end zone. Uh, inc- like When I saw it live, I was like, touchdown, and like you definitely had to go look at it a few times, but outstanding catch by Jonu Smith. Uh, did you like that catch? Yeah, it was a great catch. You know, that's a... Again, you know, those are plays that you're not expecting yeah. anybody to make, whether they're, you know, some of the greatest athletes in the NFL or not. And those are the, you know, the, the things that the Titans did right, whereas the Ravens did wrong. You know, they started that drive on the 35-yard line because after the interception, Jackson just had a hot head and, you know, he committed a yeah. 15-yard penalty, which after the return to the 50 set up the Titans very nicely, and they they took advantage, and it helped with that catch for sure, but... Uh, yeah, good point on the Jackson penalty. Like, you already turn the ball over, and then you kind of compound the, the turnover with a, a fifth, you know, you tack 15 yards on by whether he was hot-headed or he just made a mistake. Either way, it, it kills uh, to give up free yards like that. Yeah, especially when you're, you know, that's a 14-point swing there where you... Or at least a 10, or, you know, you could say six if it was field goals, but you were just on the verge, you know, you, you ate up some clock, you moved down the field, the Titans' defense is tired, you know, you're right there, and boom, you turn the ball over, then you, you give them, you know, 15% of the field on a, on a penalty, and now they don't have to do very much, and... Yeah, it's, uh, you're setting it. You're setting your defense up for failure. Yeah, a big pet peeve of mine is long drives that end in zero points. I hate it because not only are you shortening the game and taking a lot of time off the clock, but then you're getting nothing to show for it. It's such a momentum killer. Absolutely. And speaking of that, on the very next drive, uh, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh decides to go for it on fourth and one. Um, might not have been the very next drive, but on 4th and 1 from the Baltimore 45-yard line to start the second quarter, uh, Lamar Jackson quarterback draw is stopped short, turnover on downs. Now, I know that the Ravens are were 8-for-8 eight eight on the season, going forward on 4th and 1, which is very impressive. I understand the confidence to go for it because of that stat, and it's worked for you all year long. I just think it's too early, too early in the game. You're in your own territory. I would have punted it there. Um, it, you know, not getting it. The Ravens' first two drives of the game are stopped on turnovers. What do you think? Do you do you agree with going for it there? Um, <laughs> I agree with the fact that they were eight and eight, and that they had the confidence. Yeah. That- they were going to convert because that's what you should have as a team, as a player, as a coach, or an organization. Um, but again, you know, a lot. None of those eight were as impactful as the, that one. Absolutely, great point. Because, and you, you know, you got to know that you're. Yes, I get it. You were eight for eight. You were successful. You know, you want to make a statement here, but you guys put a lot of points on the board. 
And you you got to know that on the other side that the Titans, aside from their run game, you know, haven't been extremely uh, efficient offensively. Mm-hmm. You can get them to punt. Right. And you can, you know, even if, uh, you know, they're, they're not – they weren't expected on paper to score anywhere near what you you know what the Ravens were expected to score. So you've got to know that by possession, your you know your points per possession are much higher than theirs. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know it's not like it, I could see the Titans making you know doing that, but uh, the Ravens on that situation in their own side of the fifty, you know that early that was would you say yeah like the second quarter just starting the second yeah. Yeah, and it was like a, I mean, at that point, what, like a 7-0 to zero game? Yeah, still one score. And, you know, you do that after you march all the way down the field and let them come down and score, and pretty sh- yeah, the very the very first play right after that turnover was a 45-yard touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Yep, they attacked him. I mean, call me old school, say what you want, but I'm a big, if I'm a head coach, I'm a big fan in trusting my defense, especially when I got guys, I got all those weapons over there that the Ravens have, you know? Absolutely. You got Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphrey, all those guys, I trust them to make plays, and so I'm not going to put them in a position where they're backed up, where they have to make a stop. You know, a turnover on downs here, it's a sudden, sudden momentum shift, right? And on the very next play, sometimes you take a shot deep and it works, and it does. Ryan Tannehill, 45-yard touchdown pass to Khalif Raymond. You don't know him, I don't know him, but it's 14-0 Titans, and it's a huge momentum shift. And suddenly, by the Ravens not being able to pick up a 4th and 1, which they've done for done all season long, they can't get it, and boom, they're down 14-0. That's huge. That That's like... That set the tone for the entire game right there. It, yeah, I think it did because the Ravens were not, you know, one, not used to having the momentum shift drastically like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, they were not used to playing from behind by any means. Um, and then, know, so that, that was a big thing, you know, that Tannehill only had 88 yards, so that 45-yard pass was more than half of his yards. <laughs> <laughs> that was his day right there. <laughs> right, and you just gave that to him. Yeah. Yeah, Tannehill's got two touchdown passes, and it's not even halftime. I mean, the Ravens' mistakes are making Tannehill look like Joe Montana out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd go that far, but... <laughs> They took advantage, and that's what you got to do at any level in any sport to win. You know, when your opponent makes a mistake, you exploit it, and yeah. you, you know, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, you're gonna walk away with a W. See, that's where I differ, and tell me what you think on this. So, so many people on analytics crew and these new head coaches, the Sean McVay's, the these guys, they're all. Um, they're all like attack, be aggressive, impose your will on the defense. Like you take, you be aggressive and take it to the defense, right? I'm much more on the side of don't make mistakes, don't hurt yourselves. So you know that rule in medicine, do no harm. That should be right. for offenses. Do no harm because as long as you keep it within a game and trust your defense, plays are gonna be made and. I'm just not. I don't want to self-inflict mistakes on myself. If that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. You gotta. You know, unforced errors are a huge yeah. problem, and that's a. It's more. You know, it's used a lot more in tennis um, as mistakes and why you know players or or teams there lose. You know, when you when you have thirty mistakes that you made without your opponent being an influence, you know, you're going to end up, you know, really fighting hard for a victory or putting yourself in a position to where it's too late. Yep. And it, I agree, you know, and it goes across in every sport. You don't see, you know, you see it more like I was saying in tennis being referred to, but there's a lot of, a lot of things, you know, penalties, stupid penalties mm-hmm. that like the, the unnecessary roughness, you just gave them 15 yards there. They're, now they're already in field goal range. They didn't even snap the ball yet. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, things like that I agree with you you know yes you want to be aggressive and like with a team like the Ravens and I would say you know like the Chiefs who have super high powered offenses who 
who can score at will. Um, you know, we'll get to the Chiefs on a little later about that. But yeah, but you know, it's it's. The, I understand the mindset there, knowing that we know we can outscore them. It doesn't matter what we do defensively or they do. But at the same time, if you if they you know they add up, and if it's back to back to back mistakes that you're committing to yourself, you're just you're setting up your opponent. Yeah, it's a quick way to get in a hole, and like you said, they haven't played from behind pretty much all year long. I just think that these uh, the analytics crew and the new generation of coaches or whatever they take possessions for granted, and I'm not. I've never been one of those guys. I I, I see possessions as gold. Possession is opportunity to score, and uh, I want that. So yeah, I agree. Especially in football, where you don't, you know, you only get nine, ten, maybe eleven possessions a game. You know. Yep. It's you know you're typically scoring on three or four of those. The more you give up, you know, the less the less odds you're going to have to uh, putting points on the on the board. Absolutely, the Ravens are able to get on the board. Uh, Justin Tucker drills a 49-yard field goal to cut it to 14 to three. But you know, like we mentioned, the Titans players were just more ready to go and better coached in coming into this game. John Harbaugh's crew they looked not ready, and multiple receiver drops on this drive make it three points instead of a potential seven. Yeah, and again, um, you know, that's leaving points on the board. And, and for a team like the Ravens, typically, you wouldn't think it's as important. But for what they did in the first 15 minutes of the game, mm-hmm. uh, it was extremely important. And they just, yeah, they weren't they weren't ready to go. They didn't look like they were the team that they, they had looked like that got the number one seed. Absolutely. They look like a different team, you're right. Then uh, to end the first half, Ravens rookie wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown makes an amazing 38-yard one-handed catch down to the Titans' four-yard line with just 11 seconds in the first half. This was a great play by Lamar Jackson late and an amazing catch by Hollywood Brown, uh, Antonio's, Antonio Brown's cousin, if you don't know. Um, great play, great catch, and that gives the team you know, another field goal, cuts it to a one-score game, 14-6 to at halftime. Amazing play by Hollywood Brown here. Yeah, they uh, again. You know, those are those are plays that you're not expecting most people at all to make. Yeah, and those are plays that make a difference. You know, they were able to um, put some points on the board there. And I'm always uh, a, tell me if, what you think of this. I'm always a big fan and ending the the most important possessions to me in the game are the end of the first half and the end of the game to get points late at the end of the half you know if you can go into halftime on a score it seems to give you momentum yeah and it it definitely does because now the defense and well the entire team or you know your opponent whoever gets scored on goes into the locker room with the last thought of the fact that they just got three or six put up on them yep um and that's not, you know, you you much rather because you're not in that mindset throughout the you know the game and whatnot. Your your mindset and your thought process of everything changes when you you go into that locker room because now it's not game mode. Physically, it's game mode. Okay, what do we? What changes do we make? Yeah, adjustments. Yep. And when when you get scored on like that at the end of the half, now you not only have to be thinking about that, but you you know. Now you got to see the coaching staff and see what you, you know the changes that they make and try to implement them while you're still thinking about that. And it's just it's not as efficient uh, to go in at halftime just being scored on, obviously, as it is to you know get a stop. And I, I think you're right. It's if you can march down, you can put points on the board. You know, a lot of teams will kneel it out with 40 seconds left or run it, whatever. You know, possessions are important mm-hmm. and. If, any way you can put points on the board is it gives yourself a better chance, you know, to come out with a W. Absolutely, and uh, the Ravens came out opening drive of the second half, march right down the field. They go all the way down to the Tennessee 17 yard line, but again are faced with fourth and inches. And instead of see, if this is me, I'm absolutely taking the field goal here. I know it's fourth and inches. I know it's an eight point game, or uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, yeah, 14 to six, the eight point game. If I kick the field goal here, then it's 14-9. I know it sucks settling for three field goals, 
but it's the opening drive of the second half, it's points on the board, and it's a, a successful drive. Um, instead, another Lamar Jackson quarterback draw is stopped short, and another turnover on downs. Uh, with a kicker like Justin Tucker, that's an automatic three points. Instead, another turnover on downs, and another long drive where the Ravens come away with zero points. Yeah, that's... I agree with you, you know. If the first one at the... What was it? You're on like 45? 40, yeah, if that one had, hadn't occurred, or if you had converted that one... Yeah. You know, I, I see, okay, yeah, it's let's... Let's go for it here because you have that momentum and that mindset of we've done it all year. We did it in a quarter ago. We can do it now. Um, but, again, with the fact that you're a team who, you know, scores six points in, in half a possession. Yeah. Now it's half the game and that's all you have. You know, you're not – you got to start to realize that, hey, you know, we got to maybe do some things differently here if we're going to win this game because this is not – how we expected it to go. Um, you think that they would learn because, you know, the Titans got that stop and then scored, and then they got this stop here. The momentum changed, and it was a 80-yard drive for the Derrick Henry touchdown pass. Yeah, and uh, I can understand, like, you know, you went 8-for-8 eight eight all year long, and Harbaugh's like, we're going to stay aggressive. We are who we are. We're going to stay aggressive. We're going to stay attacking. But how about that coaching job by Dean Pease and Mike Vrabel to be like, we're going to come into Baltimore and out like want it more than you, and we're going to stop the thing that you've done successful all year long, the fourth and short. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just demoralizing to a team. You know, they, they go 68 yards in five minutes down the field, um, just like they did to start the game. Yeah. And they, you know, again, they they come away with no points. So, yeah, that's that's something else to think about. You know, they went down that first possession, and then it, it went from looking like they were about to score to the Titans have the ball on the Ravens' 35-yard line all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you come away with nothing there after a turnover, and then there's a touchdown. Uh, you, you know, you come away with – you get stopped early on, and then the very first play is a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's it's like, well, what do you expect here? You know, they've they've taken advantage of the fact that one, yeah, they they let you march down the field, but they ultimately got the job done when you could have put up, you know, three points at a fourteen point swing. That's you know, that's twenty point difference there, and you know, you lose by sixteen, and and that that's the thing. I, I feel like I wonder if Harbaugh and the offense. Like, the coordinators just thought that there was, you know, that they were running out of options. Like, maybe that they felt that they had to do this because, you know, like you had said, that the Ravens aren't, weren't used to this. So, yeah, it, was, it, was it panic? Like, uh, you know, we got to get this so we can swing momentum back over. If we don't get it, you know, we've got them deep in their own territory. Or, or I'm not sure what the mindset was. Like, again, you know, they were eight and eight, yeah. But this is a, this is it's you're zero and you're zero for one now at this point. Yeah. You know, at this point of the year. So. Now zero for two. Right, and now you're zero and one in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and I think personally, my opinion, I think it's a little bit of hard headedness on the account of the Ravens and John Harbaugh. It's like we're gonna do what we do, and maybe they were taking the Titans a little lightly, which there's no excuse for because they got a guy like Jarrell Casey. Stuff in the line. They got a very good line there in Tennessee. So, um, yeah, they had Casey had a couple sacks, I think. Too. Yeah, and rookie Jeffrey Simmons and these guys, they're big guys. And then on the very next drive, so you go down there on the opening drive of the second half, long drive down to the 17, no points to show for it. On the very next drive, the Titans take over. Derrick Henry accounts for 81 yards on the drive, including a 66-yard run. That breaks the defense, goes all the way down to the red zone. And then on top of that, Derrick Henry throws a three-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Corey Davis. And just like that, the Titans have opened up a 21-6 lead in the second half in Baltimore on the Ravens. Um, Derrick Henry just took over on this drive and was like, we're going we're gonna to take over. 
Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he did his thing. He's showing why he is, you know, the king this year is in the backfield. And, you know, all the talk of, oh, Lamar, Lamar running back, playing quarterback. Lamar's, you know, the greatest thing running the ball offensively. Derrick Henry had other thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he has had other thoughts. And that was, you know, that was the big key to the Titans coming away with the victory was how are they going to keep the run game established and and beat you down that way and you know when you get a stop on your own what 20 yard line yeah and then you, just, you know you, you said well yeah you said it was 81 of the 88 yards that they went or whatever 80 80 yards that they went you know the whole thing he's it's just he's He's beating you. He beat the Ravens on that possession by himself. Especially <laughs> he did run, and then he threw the touchdown pass. Like that's that's just embarrassing and a little demoralizing as a as a Ravens fan and and just for the whole team, let alone. Yeah, and I'm all about like carried over momentum. So like you, so say you kick a field goal there, you come off the field and your players are high fiving if you're the Ravens, right? They're, they're high-fiving like we scored at least. We had a good long drive. It was successful. We scored. You get stopped on fourth and short, they're coming off the field with their heads down. And the defense is coming on like, shit, we didn't score again, you know? Now we, it's up to us, you know? Right. And I like it when you come off the field and it's a, it's a good, you know, you're, you're uplifted. You're happy. The Titans, on the other side, they force that fourth and short. They make the stop. The offense comes on the field like, let's fucking go. Let's end this thing. And Derrick Henry goes on the field and scores. I think it's, it's belief in yourselves and in your team is a big part of it, and the Titans just executed and believed the entire night. Yeah, a big, you know, a big thing, yeah, I agree with what you said there, is carry over momentum. You you know, the offense feeds off the defense and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And especially, uh, you know, in, in football, because in you know, a lot of other sports, you know, basketball, hockey, baseball you know that you're the same guys are playing offense and defense yeah uh so you know it's within themselves to do that but when you you know when you see a group of 11 guys or up to 15 whatever that's subbing in and out do their job and you know that you know they did their job now it's it's not oh well i messed up earlier and i can turn around now it's i have to do my job let's go uh, you know, like you said, and they're celebrating that stop, which instead of, you know, the Titans coming onto the field after giving up an 80-yard drive for a touchdown and points to the Ravens, now their offense is, is coming out there like, all right, cool, the, the, you know, the, the difference of the score did not change. We got the ball back again. We've scored off of two turnovers that they've had, back, back-to-back possessions. Now, you know, let's get it done here. And, you know, you're right, that, that momentum – stayed there and Derrick Henry took a lot of that and just ran it down the Ravens defense yep and uh, I think like what you said um how it's like 11 guys on offense 11 guys on defense it's not the same guys that's when I think coaching becomes even more important because there's phases of the game that the offensive players can't impact and the same goes for the defensive guys so the coach needs to put each unit in the best position possible that he can and I think that oftentimes in today's league, they're not doing that. They're being too aggressive one way or the other, putting the other unit in a bad spot that they're not responsible for. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that, absolutely. So then uh, next drive, so it's 21-6, momentum all on Tennessee. Ravens first play of the scrimmage. Ravens have to be thinking, let's go. Let's get this high-powered offense going. Let's score some points. Lamar Jackson, his first play is strip-sacked by defensive tackle Jarrell Casey, fumble recovery by rookie defensive end Jeffrey Simmons, and it's the Titans' ball on the Ravens' 20-yard line. Another Ravens turnover, and at this point, it's just piling on. Yeah, it's, and that momentum really was swinging, and I don't know who's to put, I think that, is that the one where he stepped up in the pocket? Yes. And had, like, Two fakes. Yep, he yeah. he could have gotten rid of the ball a little sooner, but to his credit, that was a blindside hit. It was, uh, but he knew that the pocket was collapsing. Yes. And he stood in there, which, you know, you have to as a quarterback. You're going to take some hits. 
but you got to know that you have now at this point, you know, you have most likely if, if your line can't get back into that block that they that just broke through, uh, you know, you have less than two seconds to get rid of that ball. You can't, you know, those pump fakes got to be throw it away or yeah. you got to use your feet there. He, like he has all season. Use your feet, step up in the pocket, find a gap. Even if you can't run for it, get out of the tackle box and throw the ball away. That's just... Yeah, that time clock needs to be sharp, especially in these big moments in the playoffs. got to be at your best. That's something that, you know, again, goes back to the momentum and the mindset is, oh, shit, you know, this... We're not... He hasn't been in that position, so Mm -hmm. you can't simulate things like that. And I don't care, you know, if you're the smartest person academically or you're the smartest athlete IQ-wise, you know, you can't simulate situations like that and unfortunately, it didn't work out very well for the Ravens because they just seemed, they just they seemed to have fallen apart well before that. And that point right there just, sh- just clearly showed it. Yeah, sometimes in big moments with the bright lights and the pressures on, you see these quarterbacks maybe thinking a little bit more than usual instead of being instinctive. And I think that's what we've seen out of Lamar in two playoff games in his career in the NFL: thinking a little bit too much, making some uncharacteristic mistakes. He's got to overcome that if he's going to start winning these games when it matters most. Absolutely, I agree. And he'll get there. He's, I mean, he's yeah. He's a hell of an athlete. He'll overcome it. It's just it comes with experience. Right, and he'll, you know, yeah. These are the situations and the simulations, if you want to quote, that will be, you know, remembered for the next time throughout the years. Yeah. He'll, you know, hopefully he doesn't have to do it eight times before he learns. Yeah. But, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, Brady, Breeze, whoever you want to say, the same things have happened. We're all human. Yep. It's trial by fire. Everyone learns on the fly. Sorry, we lost you for a second there. But, um, all right, so let's get back into this. So the Titans are up 21-6, that strip sack by Jarrell Casey, and they take over. Then the Titans go down the field. Ryan Tannehill fakes a pitch out to Derrick Henry, and instead, you know, Derrick Henry's had such a monster game, all the defenses bite on the on the fake pitch, and Ryan Tannehill runs in for a one-yard touchdown, and it's 28-6 Titans. Late third quarter, the home crowd is stunned in Baltimore. Um, what were you thinking Seeing that score twenty eight six there late in the third, uh, I was thinking that if I hadn't seen the game, that somebody whoever was typing it in on ESPN made an error <laughs> <laughs> because that was again you know and nearing the end of the third, uh, even nearing the end of the first, I'm not expecting to see Baltimore with six points, especially you know, I thought it was a touchdown. You know, you could have thought it was a touchdown and missed PAT, but two field goals and yeah. You know the rate the the Titans with twenty eight. You know that wasn't. I'm sorry, I just wasn't expecting that either. And you know I thought, okay, well the Ravens have been very magical all season long. Is are they going to do something crazy here in the fourth quarter and make history? And the answer to that was no. Yeah. Well, how about this? I mean, we're so shocked by the you know the Ravens scoring so little. For this Titans team, they went into Foxborough, they went into Gillette Stadium and held the GOAT, Tom Brady, to 13 points. I know that offense hasn't been the same this year, but still. Then you go into Baltimore and you take down a record-breaking Ravens offense. The league MVP, the first team in NFL history to average 200 rushing yards, uh, and you hold them to 12 points on the game. That defense has to be taken seriously. Absolutely, yeah, and that's uh, that goes back to the the fact that they stayed in the same mindset as a team, you know, at the end of the season, knowing that it was a must win or go home mentality. Yep, they carried that over, I think. Yeah, and that, and again, you know, like you said, the the momentum of, of the opposite side, knowing that Henry and that offense is is going and going and going. Uh, that that helps feed the defense, and you know when he when they're when they're taking long drives, running the ball, and 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 eating clock, and pounding you know the opponent's defense, it allows you know the Titans' defense to then be sitting on the sideline, 
and they're not, you know, they're not tired. They're not down. They they know that their offense is going to run a lot of clock and come out points. Mm-hmm. So it's the the defense has stepped up and they've become, you know, hot at the right time. You've taken out, like you said, the goat. You took out the top off, you know, one of the top offenses in the league, record breaking back to back weeks on the road. Uh, that's got to be something good, you know, going going into uh, Kansas City next week. Yeah, incredible. Um, I mean, all right, so they're down 28-6. to six. Uh, Still some time left in the game, but it's not looking good. The Ravens drive down the field once again, get into field goal range, but then Lamar Jackson throws his second interception of the game, this time to Titan safety Kenny Vaccaro. Jackson's third turnover of the game, and that's pretty much going to ice it. Um, after that, Lamar Jackson would throw a 15-yard touchdown pass to tight end Hayden Hurst. The two-point conversion pass attempt is no good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of going for two there, but you're down, it's late, you're doing whatever you can. So 28-12. And the defense, the Titans defense, closes the door, slams it shut, in, in fact, with forcing two more late turnover on downs. And the, t- the Titans go into M&T Bank Stadium, beat the Ravens 28-12. to Unreal, great performance by the Titans, and uh, you know, as an outsider, I know you've been impressed with Lamar Jackson's performance all year long, and it's gotten, you know, praise as the greatest quarterback reinventing the game. Michael Vick said he's better than him. What's your thoughts? Does this game impact the way you think of Lamar Jackson at all? Um, it doesn't because. Even though, you know, they lost the game. Yeah, the Jackson, he, you know, he had 500 yards, uh, you know, from scrimmage as a quarterback. Um, but aside from, you know, doing all that, he, he threw the ball 59 times. Uh, but he turned the ball over three times and Tannehill turned it over zero. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are the, the big things that have to be changed because those couple of those turnovers, they all led to points. And, uh, you know, three touchdowns of the Titans four, you know, they got three scores, three touchdowns at that. The 21 of their 28 points after, you know, you turn the ball over three times. So those 365 yards passing and 143 yards rushing, really, you know, don't mean much at that point. Um, but if he can continue to do that throughout his career and he can limit the turnovers, he's going to set Baltimore, you know, up for a long time to be successful. And I think, it, you know, like you said, it's a new age, a new era uh, style quarterback. And it's it's going to be hard to, to figure out how to stop that, especially with the other weapons that he has. But, you know, if he plays at – at the level that he has uh, without the turnovers, mm-hmm. then I don't see, I don't, you know, I see the Ravens being in this spot or in, in this position year in and year out, you know, for quite some time with as long as his health stays the same. Yeah, absolutely. There's people jumping off the Lamar Jackson bandwagon already or saying, oh, see, this is why you shouldn't draft him. I disagree with all of that. Look, as long as you. Sure, you've struggled in two playoff games. It's growing pains. You're a young quarterback still. As long as you continue to put up these kind of performances in the regular season, you'll get more opportunities in the playoffs. And so, sure, you're 0-2. You wanted to do better. You wanted to contend for a Super Bowl this year. But you've still got a young franchise quarterback, and you can build around him. And, you know, he's he's going to win league MVP this year. So run it back, and you've got plenty of years. Like you said, health, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he's got a very bright future. So no need to jump off the bandwagon through, you know, his second year. <laughs> right, yeah, and I, it, absolutely, yeah. It's You can't expect, it's like the Browns are expecting their quarterbacks, you know, these rookie guys to go in there week five and do something, and then boom, they don't win a game, so let's get rid of them. Yeah, they're... But, that stuff losing organizations do, you know? Exactly. And if you want to, like, come on, Baltimore, they're in your division. You know how it's been going for them. Yeah. You know, you know, a lot of teams would be very 
happy to have Jackson. And again, it does fit into a scheme, but you know the Ravens have all of their offense. I I think I saw some like all of their offense and seven or eight of their defense uh, of starters all under contract for the next couple of years. They're all locked in. Nice. They have fifty million in cap space or thirty some. They have a lot of money in cap space this year, and they also have eight picks in the draft. So they're they're going to be just fine, I think. You know, they're um, they're young, like you said. But, you know, they got to get those those airs out of there uh, of going from being prolific in the other levels, and now there's some things that you have to do differently in the NFL in order to be successful. But you know, yeah, he's young, Owen two. He's gonna, you know, if he continues to to be the the MVP that you know he was this year and can control the ball and, and not turn it over at, I don't see the Ravens going anywhere, you know, yeah. at least for a long time. Absolutely. Uh, Derek Henry for the Titans is the story of this game. Combines for 205 yards and a, t- a passing touchdown, and he's the first player in NFL history to go for 108, 180 rushing yards in consecutive playoff games. So, you know, look. Let's take a look back at this Titans team. A step back and look at this team. Titans going into Arrowhead this weekend in the AFC Championship game. Um, you know, the defense is playing well. Derrick Henry is lights out. To me, in my opinion, someone's got to prove that they can stop Derrick Henry to stop these Titans. What do you think? What do you see from this Titans team going forward, going into this weekend? Um. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. I think, you know, well, the momentum is going to still be there, you know, that like it has been for the last several weeks for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they don't care that they're going and playing, what is it, the two-seat Chiefs? Yep, in, in Arrowhead. The, right, like they, they just played, you know, the, the Super Bowl champs from last year. Yep. And then, you know, just beat the historic offense and historic Ravens team, both on the road, so... I you know I expect if the Chiefs cannot figure out how to stop Henry like you said, um, I expect it to be a, a long day for them defensively. And if that you know if it shows like anything that it has uh, the last couple of weeks here, um, that's going to carry over into your offense. And the Chiefs, you know, last week up until the end, you know, or up until uh, like the second half, just didn't. They didn't have it, so if 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 that's the case and, and the Titans don't blow it, you know, like the Texans did, then uh, I think it's going to be tough for Kansas City to to win that game if they don't stop Henry, just because of all the other things that it does for the for the shift of the game. Yeah, my thoughts on that game: it's going to be nuts. It's going to be a big game. Arrowhead's going to be going, you know, going crazy. Patrick Mahomes is unlike anything I've ever seen so far. I mean. You know, he's got that look of uh, MVP Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, Dude can make any throw. You know, Lamar Jackson, I was was talking about him being 0-2 in the playoffs and kind of like being being caught up in the bright lights, the big moment. Whatever those are, Patrick Mahomes feels none of it. Because that dude, every single big playoff game, he balls out. He, He nearly took him to the Super Bowl last year. Only Tom Brady could beat him. He put up 51 on the Texans last week, down 24 nothing, came storming back in a quarter. Uh, the dude's incredible. I think that I think it's going to be a shootout. I really do. I, I do believe that this Titans defense is much better than the Texans, and that's going to be key. But I think it's going to be, I think you're talking about a 30-something to 30-something game, and whoever can... You know, make a stop, a timely stop, a big defensive play is going to win the game, I think, because it's going to be a battle. I know Tannehill's not elite, but good luck, Chiefs defense of stopping Derrick Henry, and good luck, Titans. I love the Titans secondary in that defense, but good luck stopping Patrick Mahomes. No one's shown that they can beat Patrick Mahomes of late, so. Right, yeah, that's that's going to be the key thing. If, the, if this, you know, they've given up now what, uh, 25 points in the last two games to the Patriots and Ravens? Yeah. I don't, I, 
I don't see them giving up, you know, averaging, what, 12 and a half points there, but I see them giving up at least, like you said, in the 30s. Um, but if if the Titans can take advantage of any mistakes or any, you know, unforced errors that the Chiefs allow them to and they, you know, continue playing their game, running the ball, taking time off the clock, making mm-hmm. the defense, you know, the opponent's defense uh Wearing them down um, is going to do the same thing in the heads of the uh, of the Chiefs' offense, and it's going to give the Titans a chance. I, I'm excited to see what happens in this game. Uh, you know, I think if it's going to be a blowout, it's going to be the Chiefs over the Titans, but I don't think that's going to happen. It, it'll be it'll be close, and it might be a one or two play difference in, in what you know changes the outcome of the game. Yeah, it's the matchup in my mind is Patrick Mahomes against the Titans secondary. And speaking of Titans secondary, safety Kevin Bayard, my favorite Titan defender. Uh, With the interception in this game against the Ravens, that's his 18th since 2017, which is the most in the NFL in that span. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be him, Logan Ryan, Kenny Vaccaro, those guys, Adoree Jackson. It's going to be those guys against... Mahomes and it's going to be a battle and I need you know Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown to step up, Jarrell Casey, you know Jeffrey Simmons, all those guys have to be on their game to just to be competitive in that Chiefs game and uh, so we'll see like there's nothing in my mind I've been like you know Mahomes is so good at such a young age but there is literally nothing in my mind that tells me that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to put up 30 points in that game. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. Um, they're tough to stop, and Mahomes, you know, now has that mindset and mentality that the team that beat him last year isn't there. So yeah, now's uh, the know, time. Yeah, and they're at home. You know, and now's the opportunity. You know, they could have been going into Baltimore next week. Yeah, uh, this week, but you know, they they got a little gift from the football gods, so it's time to. You know, I think Mahomes is at that step or level where Jackson's trying to get to, and now it's Mahomes' turn to show that. Yeah. And in the next year or so, it'll be Jackson's. Yeah, and uh, that gift could turn into a lump of coal if that train Derrick Henry gets going downhill. So. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> right. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but can't wait. Thanks for coming on the show, Brett. Good stuff as always. Fun talking yeah, about this Titans Ravens game. Absolutely. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll talk some more football here in a few. Thanks for coming on. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment, guys. Appreciate the support and have a great week, guys. Peace out.